What's up, good people of St. Louis? This is Tim with Western States. This is Rick from the Screeching Halts. And this is Brad from the Fighting Side. We've got a show coming up. February 24th down at the Central Stage. In beautiful Midtown St. Louis in the Grand Center Arts District. And I'm willing to bet it'll be one hell of a night that you don't want to miss. Only 10 bucks in advance. 10 bucks, folks. I hope you guys can come out and party with us. This show will sell out, so get your tickets today at jmopresents.com. That's J-A-M-O presents.com. That's Friday, February 24th, Western States, the Screeching Halts, the Fighting Side, 10 bucks in advance. We'll see you there. Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Today's features singer-songwriter... And returning guest, Dana Michael Anderson. Had so much fun recording this one. Uh, Dana is uh, one of my favorite songwriters, and uh, you'll see why on this episode. We get debut uh, a couple of new ones um, off a new record he's working on, and we talk about some old favorites. And uh, just a great chat, and I hope you enjoy this one. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Uh, come on out and see what it's all about. They've got uh, all kinds of delicious beverages. Uh, they got uh, over 25 rotating taps for all your craft beer needs. They've got all kinds of delicious food on the menu, um, you know, from your burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and salads and pretzels and tasty things like that and uh they're getting also uh they're getting into fish fry season so if you like uh some a good fish fry come on out and uh see what it's see what's going on in the uh caboose kitchen there at friendship brewing company uh also uh they do some great live music out there uh, on the weekends so uh, Thursday night, you can kick it off with your Singo Bingo. That's uh, on uh, February 16th. will be themed uh, Love is a Battlefield. Um, and then on Friday, February 17th, Josh Littig. And Saturday, February 18th, Steve Kyle. You can find their full concert calendar, beer menu, and food menu at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And be sure to plug in with them on uh, your Facebook and Instagram for more info. And uh, if you are in the Hannibal, Missouri area or uh, Flint Hill, Missouri, great news. Uh, Friendship Brewing Company is coming to you, opening two brand new locations very soon. And uh, you can read about more more about it on the website. And uh, But yeah, keep keep your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, coming very soon. Uh, if you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you all. And again, uh, big thanks to uh, all for all of your continued support. Um, means the world to me. Thanks for being here with me. And uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax. Enjoy a brand new episode with Dana Michael Anderson. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Dana Michael Anderson, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is a shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with returning guest, Dana Michael Anderson. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah, this is uh, super cool, man. I, we, it's just uh, wild to look back and uh, see that it's been almost five years since we did one of these, uh, which is... I don't know. I just feel like that wasn't all that long ago. And then you're like, when you look at a timestamp on it, that it was that long, it's just like, geez, that's weird to think about. So, yeah. But uh, we were last we set, we, uh, you, you put out a new record, Bottles, and we uh, kind of did a deep dive on that, talking about some of those songs. Um, but uh, so that's what really how this conversation got started. I was like, man, we haven't done one of these in a while. We should, we should catch up and be good to see you. And, um, so we uh that's what we're here today man so thanks to uh jeremy reedy for his uh help uh helping get this thing going for us too uh offering us a place to record and being our tech uh for the day and my lunch date yeah uh, he was a good company yeah <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a good guy and uh um but uh so yeah i uh we've got a lot to catch up on obviously it's been a while and uh so um but uh i guess uh you just had a gig this this morning right you played a little little brunch gig uh and then oh no no it was just brunch brunch yeah, yeah we just went to i forget what it's called the crowbar yeah and they have their heavy metal brunch shame i'm plugging i'm plugging for yeah right now. it was delicious yeah and so we went over there and just had caught up really i haven't seen jeremy in a while he just got back from a tour in europe and i just got back from uh I was living in Florida for a couple months out of the RV, and then I had gone to Spain for a couple weeks as well. Oh, wow. Just vacation. Yeah. Getting away, clearing the head kind of thing. How was that? It was nice. Yeah. Uh, I bought the uh, I bought a little 19-foot, 30-year-old camper uh, two winters ago. And then last winter, I was able to take it to uh, several of the festivals that I was uh, playing at or just going to go see. And uh, named her uh, Waltzing Matilda. And so I've got some uh, stories online about my journeys in Matilda. And uh, that's been a, a new project for me, is keeping a travel log and uh, using that as kind of the guideline for keeping it going is the little journeys I've been taking in this old RV that I'm living out of now. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. That uh, 
I don't know. I, I know we. Uh, I kind of talked about it a little bit, uh, mentioning Jeremy. Uh, he, you know, he had the did the van, van life for a little bit, uh, bouncing around, and um, and I think we kind of talked about it with him too. But I'm like, man, I would, I would love to do something like it. You know, um, if things were different. Uh, but I would it'd be a great way to see the world through the through the windshield, man, and see see some uh, see some different stuff and get to explore out there. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm envious, man. I think that'd be a lot of fun to get out there and to do that. And uh, so, was the, the the camper and was it, the RV was in pretty good shape when you bought it? Or did you have to do some fixing up or a uh, little bit of fixing up? But overall, great. Yeah, <clears throat> for a thirty year old vehicle, and uh, I think only two owners, uh, great shape. And so, a little bit here and there, you know, I had to, I recocked the whole thing, like, and uh, just re-glazed uh, the windows and uh, there was some issues with the uh, water tanks and stuff where I just took them out and then put them back in and made sure everything was working. You know, they, some of it just needed a little love. But overall, everything's working on it right now. So nice, knock yeah. on wood, it's been good. I've been going to these festivals and stuff like uh, the Montrose Music Festival in South Dakota. And uh, I went to the Woody Guthrie Fest and Okima, Oklahoma, and uh, it's been nice. You just kind of roll up and find a place to park, and you have All your right. ticket, and then your you know room and board's taken care of. Now, being a thirty-year-old Chevy thirty van chassis, it, a little bit on the gas, you, you the cost comes back to you on the maintenance and gas. But overall, it's been great. It's been All a lot right. of fun. Uh, yeah. Well, you, but you save on lodging and everything else, so yeah. I imagine it kind of works out pretty good uh and are you going to those uh playing or is it or is that just as a fan the woody one was a as a fan i've always wanted to go to okima he's he's if i could pick someone and say like i, I you know most impressed by their work their body of work and their intent it would be woody guthrie mm -hmm. and so i wanted to just go and see the festival and the town and like there's a nice little museum in the kind of city hall thing that they have on main street and then you can stand inside the what's left of his house like they it was tore down but they rebuilt a small version of it in there and there's some handwritten lyrics and an old guitar he had left behind a friend's house and then the montrose music festival is in its it was its second year this last year and a guy named M matt fockler who i'd met through the uh moccasin creek festival is the the guy who put this together and it was such an interesting concept that I had to go see it. And it was that there was no main stage, no headliner, uh, no PAs. Uh, it was just song circles. And so you had all these tree stumps set up in a circle and it was all around a baseball diamond in Montrose, South Dakota, which is a very small town. And the idea for him was to bring people and outside dollars into a town that really doesn't have any, thing to offer so he creates the event to bring in and he has such a great list of songwriters from all around the united states from uh matt harlan in houston and terry klein in austin and um just all these great writers uh that i met through this who are out there doing the the real thing on these folk circuits and on these songwriter circuits mm -hmm. and so I went to that one and I went as a guest, but as soon as I got there, he was like, I didn't know you were coming. Otherwise, you'd 
you're right. on the list. So yeah. now you're on the list. And so I ended up playing some shows and or like what would be considered as a performer slot in this very laid back. Yeah. It was great. It was, and he's got another one. It's, I'm going to go back this year, this time as an invited like performer. Right. Instead of like a show up performer. And, but there's these great songwriters like Charlie Roth and, and, uh, Catherine Serving Fox from, I think, the Iowa area. And uh, I saw one of my favorite songs of all time there. It was a song called Stained Glass, and it was performed um, live. The only ticketed show was in the VFW Hall in the downtown. And... Uh, you didn't have to go, obviously, like a normal festival thing. You can choose. And I was so glad I went because it was like a barn dance. And then this guy, Danny Schmidt, who had been invited to come and as a performer, and he played this song called Stained Glass. And it's an epic poem. It's beautiful, and it's haunting. And I've never had this experience where there were crowd members going, whoa, what? Like while he like after certain lines that he had, would say as he's singing the song, and people were verbally like responding like what? Yeah, holy cow! And so I was just blown away by that one performance made like my whole year. Like I don't think I'll ever forget that performance of that song. Yeah, so it was good to go. That's uh, I mean the whole thing sounds right up my alley. Like I would, um, and I'm. It's a lot of why I do the show still and everything else. I just love having those acoustic performances, songwriters, and just like, you know, those those kind of moments like that, stories behind the songs. And and uh, to have a whole festival kind of dedicated to that would, you know, be uh, would be really cool. Um, but, yeah, speaking to, to the performance, though, like, uh, I don't know, that's, that's really – special like when you have those moments like that like i mean obviously you're you uh you know you've witnessed it firsthand but you know those things like stick with you and like it is moved you know you you were moved and you're like man just like you know you, those are the ones you continue to tell podcast uh, or whatever you know and everything else like you continue to tell people about it because it was so amazing and it's like it um you know i'm, I'm those are some of my favorite things like hold on to those moments like that you're like you realize like how special this this perf- moment is like why you're in it you know it's kind of hard kind of rare sometimes you don't always realize that sometimes it's like uh you go see somebody you know that maybe like uh whoever that you know you don't realize that that's gonna be like the last time you see them because they they passed after that or whatever it is and you realize how special that night was in in retrospect but it's nice when you're in the moment you realize like how what some magical is happening right now yeah keeping this travel log has been reaffirming to the whole idea of just making choices in life that that uh i find interesting and like sometimes you i find myself in situations where there might be some doubt and i just now i just thumb back through some of these travel stories and i'm like no it's everything's good like i'm making good choices because life is kind of unfolding in front of me like uh, in a in a positive way and then keeping the log and, and writing about it uh, and trying to be 
you know, a better songwriter and a, and a better writer period, when things get harder, when it doesn't seem like it's going well, like that's just more material too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lesson, there's a story, there's something to be said about all those moments too out there. And so I'm, I'm really kind of lucky. I'm a, right now. I just feel kind of blessed with the way it's unfolded over the last few years yeah. if not the whole time so so you found yourself writing out of like uh like songwriting out of your journal like i mean have you like been inspired or uh, you know found a tapped into a certain story that you shared in the in the journal are they has there been crossover like that or is it like are they two very separate things for you they they kind of seem separate um but I have a to answer uh, Philip Russo's question. Yeah, he asked if uh, uh, Anthony Ant- Anthony Ruth. Yeah. yeah, sorry, brothers. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And uh, but what was it he asked? He said uh, it, was, it was kind of a long one. Yeah, uh, the process of writing. The yeah, song. yes, like if it's uh, what comes first is verse or the chorus or or lyrics or instruments. Right. So for me, I'll I'll have a line. Uh, and then I'll sit down and immediately grab the guitar. And so I'll have the pen and paper in hand and I'll try to get just four lines and then put that to music like uh, immediately. And uh, so I write them both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't do a lot. I don't do real well with like writing a bunch of parts on a guitar and then trying to put music over it after the fact, like it, it, to me, they I try to let the uh, – I want the story to be cohesive by itself. But it, it, it's the music that helps me push the story forward and and give it structure. And so it's the same time, really, for me. Yeah. And so when I do that, it, that seems separate than from, like, doing the travel log and then coming back and putting music over something. Right. There's inspiration, I think, from the stories or the moments or whatever, but I, I don't think it's like a direct <laughs> yeah, line. Just, but for me, writing is is writing, and it's and the more I do the travelogue, I found the more I'm writing songs. Yeah, like it's just increased my productivity across the board. So if there's an effect, it's positive either way, even if it's not like a direct, like uh, subject matter from the travelogue goes straight into a song. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to happen yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like, yeah, I probably, um, yeah, I would just be able to like tap into like a certain moment or a story that you, you know, if you shared in the log, you're like, maybe there's something more there we can elaborate on that into a, as a song form or something like that. So, but yeah, man, it's cool to hear that you're, uh, you're doing that. You're keeping your journal now and all. I've, um, I've been hearing more people doing that. And, and I think like, I don't know, even if, if you never share it with anybody or whatever, it's still just, you know. Maybe someday, whatever, uh, I'll have it preserved and stuff. You know, the yeah. maybe uh, like like the Woody Guthrie Museum would be the we'll have the Dana Michael Anderson Museum <laughs> and have it in there someday or something. So, <laughs> well, that would be nice. Yeah, um, but uh, we, uh, you know, you're kind of talking about uh, that moment with stained glass, uh, that song, and as you're describing that, 
it's a lot of kind of how I was feeling listening to you play uh, live today. We did one called uh, Rosie, Arkansas. Maggie says that Rosie is a place where time stands still. Jimmy works body shop and sells his brother's pills. They talk about the country, winding open roads, how some hometown seemed to have a way of ever letting go. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of pills. Wheels on his truck roll around this town that slowly gives. Wishes made on first stars he might see tonight. With hush now, little baby, everything will be alright. She told him she was pregnant on the day he turned 19. He sold that car he'd worked so hard on like cashing in a dream But there were complications, baby never came And no matter how hard they tried, never were the same Ring around the rosy, pocket full of pills Wheels on his truck roll around this town that slowly kills Wishes made on first stars you might see tonight With hush now, little baby, everything will be alright They're pushing 40, feeling pretty old Every shoulder she has ever known has grown cold He's grinding dimes and killing time Barstools he'll be found When their hearts get to healing They'll be heading out of town That's what everybody's saying But they're all still hanging around Ring around the rosy, pocket full of pills Wheels on his truck roll around this town that slowly kills Wishes made on first stars you might see tonight We'll hush now, little baby, everything will be alright Dream at night, but mind the light Sometimes life is as it seems Even doing right You'll find in time might cost you precious things This is a newer song you're working on and But this, like, you know, I love the, the story And there's a lot of uh, relatability in there 
and um these lyrics like i i just i'm i'm a big fan of a lot of the i mean every i think a lot of songwriters do it and a lot of uh people but they're always different but it's always the, their view on the small town you know there's a lot of a lot of small town songs and uh but it's no matter what they the story is in that small town there's there's something that like i connect to and you know that's what i love about songwriting is i'm i'm able to like connect to the story and put myself in there or like uh, i know friends that went through a similar situation or whatever it might be you know and those kind of things and uh so i love when it feels like they're talking about my small town even though it maybe it's in arkansas or whatever it is you know so i think that's the beauty of a of great lyrics and great songwriting thanks yeah that's a co-write with uh kendall scott out of Payne, Illinois. Nice. Yeah. I know Kendall. You know Kendall? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he had, this is something that's new to me too. I, I'd always written alone. And over the last couple of years, I've I've uh, had a l- more and more opportunity to write with other folks and I'm, and I'm loving it. And he had called me up and said, hey, I got all these lyrics and an, in, and an intention, but, uh, you know, it's not shaped into anything. So I went over there and uh, – we went on a road trip first. I forget. I think he left his like wallet or license or something at a, the bar that he had played the night before. And we talked and, and had some lunch. And then we went back to his house. And, and there was a line he had said, um, ring around the rosy pocket full of pills. And I liked the line. And uh, I thought, well, if this is going to work, rosy has to be a place, you know, like a, a location. So I went online and I looked up the town of or uh, city of Rosie, and I figured there'd be a ton to choose from, and there was one, and yeah. it's a village in Arkansas. And at the time when I looked it up, there was uh, population zero, <laughs> but there was a po- post office there. And I thought, well, I guess that's just hopeful planning that someday <laughs> somebody will get their mail there. Yeah. And so I looked it up uh, today to check, and I think there's like 320 people living there. So when I, But when we wrote this song, I thought uh, his intention was to write about how people feel there are no options in small towns. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do, work at the Casey's or the Seed and Feed, and that's it? Like, you got like three choices, right? Uh, the Dollar General, the Casey's, right. the yeah. Seed and Feed, and, you know, uh, limited positions available kind of thing. And so uh, the idea that you kind of blame your your position on – where you were born it was the intention and then we just sat down and wrote the rest like uh once we had the location and the, the line you know pocket full of pills the rest was what are these characters about what are they what are they doing here what do they want and uh he had a he had a, i would say most of it kind of outlined like bullet points you know he had a, the female character and the male character and the line about the complications with the pregnancy was, and for me, I used to like withdraw from, you know, I always write sad songs or heavy songs. Like I can't help it, but I also try to keep them positive, like in my own way, even though they're kind of dark. And that was a tough one for me. And, uh, but I, but it was a relatable line, a real line and a, and, and a real emotion. And so we, left it in and i remember i was playing at montrose and i had talked about this and i said well, i wasn't sure about 
leaving in the line where there was a complication with the pregnancy and losing the baby. And I didn't want it to be too heavy. And this old folk singer guy turned to me and goes, yeah, for God forbid a folk song be too heavy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I should just let go of that <laughs> and just ride them as they come and just let, let them fall as they will. And, and just, you know, if it feels honest and it's the story and it's yeah. just roll with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what's made, you know, like some of the greats, the greats because of the brutal honesty in some of them, you know, it's just like, they're not afraid to just, this is exactly how it was or, you know, even if it was, it hurts sometimes, but it's it's right. also how it went down or, you know, uh, it's something like that. But, you know, you can't, uh, you know, that's what we always kind of relied on uh, songwriters to kind of say what we can't always say as, you know, or what, what we can't find the words to put into, into words and stuff. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, those are, you know, it's tough moments, but I think it also, it's what makes people connect to certain songs uh, also, you know, or, you know, and, uh, I feel like so many of us, um, you know, I, my own my own, my own personal story. I like when I was uh, going through stuff, uh, losing my mom to cancer, and it's like uh, it's weird. Like you know, we know cancer like it's, it takes a lot of people, but it's like when you're in the moment, you think like. This is I'm, this has only happened in the, to us and my family, and it's like it's, and it's like you get like kind of stuck in that thought process for some reason, even though you know, uh, you know, it's just I guess a natural feeling to, but and I've listened to this other podcast and she was talking about a similar situation and it was really uh, helpful for me, you know, going in my own journey through it, uh, listening to her. Uh, you know, and realizing that we are all the same. We are all, we've all been through something, whether it's this or that, but there's something, a struggle like that. And so, you know, hearing people talk about it and putting it into songs and whatever it might be, uh, it makes it um, a little more relatable and easy to deal with and realize that we are all the same. Yeah, not alone out there. Right, yeah. But it's easy to get kind of in your head thinking that way sometimes, like, um, but, uh, so yeah, uh, it's, and, um, you know, I, I'm not, we haven't had, uh, complications with pregnancy, but, uh, it's very, um, you know, there's a lot there into my story too with, uh, we, me and my wife, like we, uh, you know, once one we've, we've been, um, trying some alternative methods and stuff to, to conceive and like, and we, and you know, once you, it's like, once you start really kind of like, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but it's like, once we, you start like kind of getting in there, you realize like, oh, everybody, there's all sorts of people around us that are all, you know, tried different things or adoption or whatever it might be. And, um, so it's kind of uh, interesting too, in that same sense, like we, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things that people don't want to talk about that, and then when you put them into songs, you realize that we are all the same. So, so I applaud you for keeping that line in there. Thanks. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah, man, that was a great tune. Um, and you said uh, that's something you might be taking to the studio. Well, you said you said you're working on a new record, right? Yeah, uh, that's one of the songs. Uh, I'm going. I just sat down with Zeb Briskovich the other day, who was a big part in production and playing and arrangement, uh, him and uh, Miles Vandeveer. So we just sat down and talked, and uh, I think we're going to try to do a live one. 
Um, I've got all these kind of story songs, and now I've been playing a few of them for a couple of years now, and they've got some stories to set them up and and explain them, and and I'm at a point where I really want to make a record like all of my favorite songwriters like my favorite versions of my favorite songwriters. So like I'm a fan of Todd Snyder and Guy Clark and Towns Van Zandt and um, those kind of storyteller songwriters, Chris Christopherson. And, but I'm more of a fan of their by themselves mm-hmm. with acoustic guitar, very little backing uh, records, a lot of storytelling where the stories are almost – as powerful as the songs like and so i'm hoping to be able to go out and make a record with uh the help of miles and zeb and uh we're looking for a location now and trying to get all the logistics together for it and uh but i've got the songs and the stories and so it's just you know finding the right night and getting it recorded yeah so that's kind of the the goal right now for the next record yeah man that'd be cool i uh i'm with you like i i'm you know there's it's fun to hear variety too like you know we've heard uh one of my favorites is uh will hogue um you familiar with him at all yeah 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 he uh he's very prolific songwriter but he's you know he's offered a lot of variety and uh, you know, like a rock record and a country record and uh, an acoustic stuff, a full band stuff, live stuff, uh, studio stuff, you know. So, it, you know, it's nice to tap into whatever, all kinds of different things that people like. So I, uh, I'm i with you on that. I think the live record could be cool to hear hear some of those stories like that. So We did do uh, another live take on uh, one here at Jeremy's house. And uh, this is another just – Great song, man. This were this was fun to hear some brand new songs I haven't you know heard from you. Um, and this is a heartache in three quarters time. She crosses the floor with a dollar in hand. Bartender laughs as she's at it again. Waltzes between couples bed up on the floor Looking for a heartache in a sad country song That needle drop she'll be singing along Order a song, she's got dollars to burn Bartender shrugs and starts wiping her down Empties the trays as he smiles through his frown She takes out her blues on every jukebox in town She's a jukebox suicide queen Maybe here long enough you will see what I mean She's playing the sad ones Heartache in three quarters Hanging around, just be grateful it don't cost a dime. She don't see no danger in a red-headed stranger in Patsy Loretta or Prime. Sp- 
Frankenstein and Taryn's all showing her To cry through her heartache in time She's emptied her wallet and settled back into Her parcel that shoots her grin Pours her whiskey in one form Says, darling, you done it again She's a jukebox suicide queen If you hear long enough you will see what I mean She's playing the sad ones Heartache in three-quarter time If you're hanging around just be grateful it don't cost a dime Singing the last song, he's humming along as they part ways, he locks the door. She asks for a light as they see knowing she'll be back for more. Cause she's a jukebox suicide queen. Live here long enough, you will see what I mean. She's playing sad. Heartache in three-quarter time If you're hanging around Just be grateful It don't cost a dime If you're hanging around Just be grateful It don't cost a dime This was another co-write. This was like a big co-write because it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, I had a friend, Amber uh, Wakefield, and she had told a story about in her hometown. She goes to this local bar, and she's a lover of sad songs, and the bartender is a friend of hers, and she would basically go and put too many sad songs on the jukebox, and then they would turn on her yeah, and be like, you're not allowed to play the jukebox anymore. <laughs> right. And... Me, her, and Kendall Scott had had this conversation two years ago about how that would be a good song. And so we decided that the next time we were all together, we would write it. And so that was the next year at the Moxon Creek Festival. And so we had just got done watching uh, Willie Carlisle uh, do a square dance, like he was calling a square dance. And we were on... Well, I will say I was. I don't know what they were doing, but I was on some psychedelics. And <laughs> and at one point, I found myself square dancing with Willie. He's yeah. a big guy, but he's a fantastic dancer. And then we went swimming in Lake Sarah at 3 in the morning. And then we decided, okay, it's time. Let's write this song. And so by the light of a little ATM machine on a picnic <laughs> table, uh, me, Amber Wakefield, Kendall Scott, her friend Jess Jennings, songwriter and uh, singer, and started writing a song. And we got verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then Garrett Burris, who is also a singer, songwriter, walks up and says, what are you doing? And we're like, writing a song. And I said, here, listen to what we got so far. And we played it for him. He goes, I want in. And so he sat down and helped us write the last, the break and the last verse. And then... We had this song, and so it was a, a group write, which I had never done. But I, under the circumstances of being 
coming down from a head full of mushrooms and three <laughs> thirty in the morning uh, by the lake and with no light. I yeah. think we did pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's a. This is what I'm like. I was telling Jeremy earlier. This is what I like now about writing with folks is. No matter what the song does, I don't care like how it lands with an audience. Like it's whenever I go to play it, it's uh, it's just a nice reminder of that time with friends, like that activity of hanging out with them and writing together and creating together. And now every time I play that song, I think of that night and the laughter and the tears and the shared lines and like the excitement and the fun. Like it was just it's uh it's like uh, icing on the cake of a good memory is to have that song now. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, another thing that I, I love about music is, um, uh, that it just like preserves that memory. Um, and, and like you can time travel, you know, through music, like some of the classic records, you know, you put on, a, I can go right back to whatever, you know, 16 cruising in my car with my friends and stuff like that. Like, you know, those, those kind of things. And like, um, so it's cool to hear as a, as a listener, I feel that way, but as you, even the writing this, you know, that you go right back there to those moments. And, uh, um, but yeah, another, just a, this is a great song. And I, I love that there's, uh, references to a lot of the greats, uh, of the sad country songs, uh, in there, in the lyrics too. I always uh, find that fun. Um, and, um, but yeah, man, uh, this is gonna, I'm excited to see where this one goes for you. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. I really am enjoying the co-writing. It's led me into the opportunity to do this at these events. Like I've been asked to put together some sort of songwriting class for Moccasin Creek Festival and then also for Summer Sundown Festival. And then I'm working through with Poss Music Works right now out of Effingham, Mm -hmm. who is the music company that puts together the Moccasin Moccasin Creek and Summer Sundown and the Little Grassy Get Down in Maconda. And now the next one coming up is the Little Grassy Get Down uh, Winter Songwriters Retreat. So I'm also on staff on that one to help float around and keep the songwriting and ideas going. And they're also offering songwriting classes to um, libraries, school districts, park districts, anywhere that is interested in having a songwriting class. I'm uh, Reach out to me or POS Music Works. And that's one of the things that I'm working on now is uh, going out and putting on these classes and really it's just getting together with people and talking about creativity and uh, exchanging ideas and helping each other to keep moving forward with the art. Yeah. We just did one two weeks ago at the Effingham library and we got, I got another one this Saturday coming up at the Effingham library where we go in and bring us a, your lyrics and your music or your songs and questions. And we'll try to help, you move along and and get more out of it and that's like the whole goal and so i'm really enjoying the new direction so yeah i know a little bit about um about that stuff just uh as a you know i've been a lot of my friends have been playing over there like the summer sundown and stuff and the garrett and uh and taylor Steele came on the show to talk about uh, a couple of years ago and uh 
And so, and Garrett, uh, I know pretty hands-on with a lot of that booking and different things with the festival stuff. So, uh, we, he had talked a bit about Post Music Works, but you, uh, um, but that's a, that's, I guess that's a, still a recent collaboration for you too there working, working with them. Yeah. Garrett runs the, uh, the summer sundown is his baby. Right. And, uh, Bill Pasolacqua is the singer songwriter that Moccasin Creek was his, you know, uh, big creation here in Effingham, Illinois. Um, yeah, I, uh, I had seen a lot of names on Facebook at a place called Village Wine in Effingham where Poss was uh, hosting an open mic, and I recognized them, like Taylor. And um, and so I went out there to check it out because I had a Wednesday night off, and I drove out there. And uh, it was a unique open mic, too, to because I'd never seen one where you call ahead and you schedule your time, your three-song set, so you knew you were playing at 7.15 or whatever. So I signed up and I drove out there and there's this hallway next to the main room and all these guitar cases and instrument cases. And there was a young guy uh, practicing before he goes up to play and he's singing a bottle rocket song. And it turns out to be Kendall Scott and I hadn't met him at the time. But as I walk by and I hear him playing a bottle rocket song, I thought, well, I'm, this is gonna work out just fine <laughs> for me. Like right. I'm, I'm in the right place. And so I kept going back and uh, and what I play and what I write and everything just fit really well. And I found that there was this community based around like songwriters here in Effingham. And so for the last few years, I, I went from playing the open mic to being invited to be a part of some uh, songwriters in the round to playing at the festival, the Moccasin Creek Festival, to playing uh, at the Summer Sundown Festival. And now, uh, I'm going with uh, Post Music Works to the Folk Alliance Conference in Kansas City in like two weeks here. And uh, I'm playing a showcase there as a POS artist or like, and so for me, I basically found my tribe kind of thing. Like here's all these folks that just love songwriting and songwriters and um, they're all working at it and they're all sharing it and they're all creating events to be able to keep it going. and. And uh, I mean, when I found out I had missed several years of the Moccasin Creek and during those several years, I, I had missed out on seeing artists like Hayes Carl and Todd Snyder and James McMurtry and all these people were just 45 minutes away and I didn't know about it. Part of me was like, you should just go help this organization spread the word so folks who like what right. stuff I like won't miss out on the future ones. And so this year, like the headliner is uh, American Aquarium and they have Carsey Blanton is fantastic. And she played last at the summer sundown. She's coming back. Um, John Fulbright has played at two of these. He's one of my favorite songwriters of all time. And I got to see him on the side stage by yeah. himself and I got to see him with the full band. And uh, there's all these great, uh, Semi-local artists too, like Chicago Farmers, amazing, and he and he's like part of the family. Like they love him so much that any chance they get to have Chicago Farmer be a part, he's there. And yeah. It's always fantastic, and so I'm seeing these returning faces and meeting new people, and I feel like uh, a part of a really great community that's all geared towards good songs, yeah, you know, which is nice. So that's it. Right now, I'm trying to like work with them and. 
you know, and uh, keep the keep my calendar full with events that like last year, you know, more songwriting and uh, more festivals and more of what I'm enjoying. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I found uh, that to be a good practice myself. Like, find what I like to do and just keep doing a lot more of that you know right. like uh so i've tried to pack as much music into my life as i can and uh but no it's cool to hear man that you you've uh you found uh found your home there and stuff and and surrounded by a bunch of great people that want to want to collaborate too so um but you uh we do have a you mentioning the uh winter songwriter uh grassy get down uh, and that'll be happening in um uh, march uh 10 to 12 right yeah and uh this is so open to are you, is it like a, how, how's this event work I don't, I don't so it's it is open to uh the public to register the touch of nature center is where it's being held and there are cabins and a small hotel and um so you to be a, a part of the full event and participate they encourage that you buy the weekend pass and rent a place. Um, that way you can walk around each of the buildings <clears throat> that they have, which there are several locations. There will be different song circles in each of these buildings. Um, some of them will be geared towards particular artists or covers, and some of them will be geared towards originals and creativity, and some of them will be geared towards like feedback and you have, um, then you have actual performers on the Friday, Saturday night. Uh, Jonathan Bird, Trout Fishing in America, and Beth Bombara are the three main artists that are performing. They will also be walking around and being a part of these circles and like giving feedback. And so you'll be sitting in a circle with Beth and like play your song, you know. It just just like a normal song circle, everyone's welcome that's uh, registered. And then there are day passes. So if you just want to go and visit and watch and, and witness this and be around great music and songwriters telling stories and sharing songs, uh, you, can, you can buy a day pass or the weekend pass and then just come just walk around and take it all in. So whatever you want, like there's a, a it's very it's going to be very loose. It's the first year for it, and they're figuring it out. It is uh, – uh, I really enjoyed the Montrose Music Festival for the fact that it was that loose. Mm -hmm. that it was, And a lot of folks go to, like, Kerrville, the big festival out there, or Winfield, Kansas, the Bluegrass Festival, and they never go to a single stage. They just spend their whole time at a camp playing – guitar around a fire and people just travel yeah. around so the this uh winter writers retreat is geared for those people who would want to learn and want to be in, uh, inspired and want to see other players but want to do it with a guitar right there and they want to you know participate as well and then when i played basketball in high school i could never sit through a full game on tv <laughs> right. i would leave before halftime and go start playing like at the hoop outside oh yeah like because i was just inspired by watching it but i didn't want to sit through the whole thing i'd rather be playing and i think this kind of festival this kind of retreat is geared for a person who wants to actively participate and do something while mm -hmm. they're while they're out at a place where they can also be an audience member yeah 
that's a that's a that sounds really cool man i'm gonna i'm gonna put that on my calendar and maybe i'll uh i don't write uh not yet at least i've been thinking i keep talking about it i keep telling a lot of my friends that uh songwriter friends especially like it's something i've been thinking a lot about more and more and um i need to just sit down and do it apply myself and start writing something just to see what happens so um but yeah anyway but i i agree with that uh what you were saying about basketball i just watched uh there's a um on hbl max there's a shack documentary uh like a four-part special about it pretty much his whole life and and that's exactly what it, I'm like watching that. And I'm like, man, I want to just go play basketball now. Like I'm, I was real big into it in high school or, you know, middle school, high school and stuff, played a lot, um, played for the, you know, the school team for a while and stuff. And then, and then I kind of, you know, about, I kind of fell out of it and I haven't really played in a while. We've done a couple of pickup games every now and then, but I was just like, man, I really wish I would could get back into it and play more, you know, even in an adult wreck uh you know a league or some sort of kind of thing just get back into more of a regular thing playing basketball again and but yeah watching that like watching others play i'm like i, I want to be out there i want to do that yeah i think that's what this is geared towards yeah it's come down and participate and yeah there'll be performances yeah you're you know the ticket's worth it the artists are are great mm-hmm. uh, but bring your guitar and be a part of it and like share what you've got and let's all you know do this together kind of thing yeah so i'm excited it's the first year for it and i and i'm looking forward to being a part of it now is there like a website or uh, if you go to pos music works is there uh, everything either there? on facebook or uh online it is at let me see here yeah posmusicworks.com and then that'll list a bunch of different events i mean that's one of them some of the other things that he's providing are youth open mics which are great like if you have a coffee house or a a school or a park district that's looking for events for kids that to interact with music pos will send you a host with a little pa and they'll run an open mic for kid like you know sign up and bring your instrument or borrow a guitar or whatever and you know have the kids share their songs and and like again community and just an activity for uh to bring out those kids who are playing music i remember whenever i started out it was tough to find someone to like play with mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i started going to open mics that's whenever i started meeting people that were like oh you play drums i play guitar you play bass like well, let's jam let's get together and make some noise together you know so these youth open mics are another great little uh activity and that pos offers along with the songwriting classes those are available and then um he also does a sing-along thing that's great for like farmers markets or whatever where the he'll send an artist right now it's him usually because he knows all of the sing-along songs and it's great for kids families like all ages and it's all just songs that you know the lyrics to yeah and gather around everybody's gonna sing you know um but he's got a benefit party coming up uh with the band sun stereo and i don't know if you've seen these guys they're fantastic uh what a great live show they're uh i like to think of them as a cross between like uh Devo 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, I don't know, Flash Gordon. And they have dancers that do costume changes and like spin fire. And they have a horn section and killer band. And the front man is just charismatic and back. He reminds me of kind of like Beck. And it's just a great show. It's so much fun and it's high energy and it's just danceable. And so that's coming up on Saturday, February 11th at seven o'clock at A1 Liquors in uh, Effingham. And that's going to be a benefit to raise money for these uh, festivals coming up, I believe. And then, of course, the Moccasin Creek Festival uh, takes place in June every year, June 22nd to 25th. And the Summer Sundown is uh, also every year, August 25th through the 27th, I think, of this year. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot, like, you know, I can't. I was living in the RV down in Florida, and I and I took a couple of weeks to go to, over and spend time with my brother and his kids and his wife in in Spain. And it just kind of hit me. I was like, here I am traveling around. I was like, but all this work that I really enjoy doing, I don't consider work. Like the kind of stuff I want to be doing. I was like, is there in Effingham with the Post Music Works and with the these events and. So I decided to come back and get to work. Yeah, man. Very cool. Well, uh, yeah, get plugged in, get follow along with Post Music Works online, and and uh, maybe you'll catch Dana at one of these shows coming up too. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that sounds really, uh, really cool. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad again. Like I said, I'm glad you found found where you fit in over there. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, it's an exciting thing to just to you know, find your people. So, um, and some great music's coming out of it already, man. We, uh, we, like I said, we got these songs that that you've already shared and I'm excited to see here what else we got coming up on the record. Uh, but I think this conversation kind of started too. I text you, uh, cause you recently put some of the, uh, older albums up on the streaming services. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I went on a deep dive, uh, the other day, listening to a bunch of your tunes and uh, and like three uh, uh, DUIs and uh, which is <laughs> such a g- great country song, you know. Uh, and um, what's it? Uh, eyes like my eyes like my ear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Met a man in a small town bar. Looked like he'd been there all his life. He bought me a drink for some of my time, and he gave a cigarette a light. He stirred his glass. He rubbed his eyes Looked like he was gonna cry And as he spoke His broken words His 
supposed to shake him like his life And he said, I'm older now My race is running my whole life I've tried to find A man I've never known I call my son And his eyes look just like mine Told me about His time at war And the two years with his wife Our son was born While he was away About the letters he would write His time was served And he came home A note and picture was all he found The note said goodbye Pictures of your son Please don't try to track us down And he said, I'm older now My race is running my whole life I've tried to find A man I've never known I call my son And his eyes look just like mine He traveled around Nearly all his life But he had to settle down Well his legs gave out And it could not work And the money saved ran out So I bought him a drink And I gave him a line And my matches revealed his eyes With disbelief I cleared my throat And I said this as I cried I said I'm older now My race is running my whole life I've tried to find A man I've never known Call my dad And his eyes look just like mine And that one kind of hit me, man. I'm just like, I don't know. It's cool in a way like that you can connect uh, with, you know, I mean, obviously we're friends, but like, you know, when you, again, going back to how you can connect to an artist, like, and, you know, not saying that all these are all true stories that the people, songwriters write about, but, you know, you connect to that story and, and in a sense. And um, so, 
and you get to know a little bit about somebody sometimes through the, some of their songs, but, you know, like, and I don't know that all of them are how much truth are put into these songs, but that was one that for me, I was like, you know, really kind of resonated to what I've been, uh, going through. Uh, it wasn't exactly this, the same, but, um, but I feel like, uh, there's, there's moments in that, like for me, um, uh, yeah, me and my dad we kind of had a falling out, and I haven't, I haven't really talked to him in like three years, and and so there's a lot of like that that those lyrics kind of resonated that someday I'll walk into a bar and not even recognize him or something like that kind of thing. So, um, so I hope to fix it uh, someday. Maybe we can put everything behind us and move on, but. Uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's been tough and families are, families can be difficult and stuff. So, well, the, the inspiration for that song, and for those of you who haven't heard it, it's, uh, Eyes Like Mine. It's on the second record, Full Grown Child Record, which you can find on Spotify and iTunes and Apple and all that, or, uh, YouTube, YouTube has it as well. But it's about a, a, an old man sits down at a bar and a young guy sitting next to him and they start a conversation. The old man just explains how he had a kid while with a woman uh, that while he was away at war, she had the child. So she was pregnant before he left. And then before he comes back, she takes the child and leaves and just leaves a note. And so then he spends the rest of his life trying to find this kid that the only thing he, she left along with the notes was a photograph. And so the only thing he really knows about the kid is that he has eyes like his. And so he's traveled around and he's trying to find this kid. And uh, by the end of the song, the, the young man sitting next to him realizes that he's the other side of the coin. He is the kid and he's been traveling around trying to find his dad. Right. And so they meet by chance at the end of his, the father's near the end of the father's life. And the inspiration for that song, actually, I, I remember clear as day. I was working as bartender at Jacob Myers in Granite city. And it was an afternoon and nobody was in there. And I had brought my guitar in just to fool around on when, it, because I knew it would be slow until folks got off work at five or whatever and the regulars would come in and i was sitting at a table and strumming and this big kind of intimidating guy came in and uh i could see that he was upset and i was there by myself and so he kind of made me nervous because i could see he was agitated and he was big i mean he was an intimidating guy but he seemed so just out of sorts and i was worried like is he on drugs or is he like he's gonna rob me is he you know and i was like worried about myself and uh so i was kind of keeping my distance and uh finally he turns and he goes uh he goes uh sorry man i know i'm a, i know i'm scaring you <laughs> i can tell you're bothered he's like but i've had a really bad day and i was like you all right he's like uh i just watched my son get convicted to a life in prison hmm. and uh there's nothing i could do he's he'll live the rest of his days out in a jail cell now and i was like i'm really sorry i was like you know i don't i wish i had the words or whatever and he was like there are there are no words he was like it's just the way it is now and he had a drink or two there and then he said you know thanks and then he left, and that was, and and I had.
had the pen and paper there and the guitar. And instead of that story, um, again, I try, even though my songs are sad, <laughs> like, and it's sad that like a, a young man is taken from his father. Mm-hmm. For me, the light or the, to try to make it like hopeful is that they meet, they do meet, you know, there is a resolution of right coming to terms or having that opportunity. And that song, that story just poured out. Like it just, I mean, I wrote the whole thing right then and there. And it was inspired by the feeling the guy brought with him, the emotion and the sadness and the separation that he was about to really experience from his son. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, of course, writing it as a fictional story coming from that feeling, I wanted a happier ending. Right. And so that's where it came from. That was. Yeah. That's how that song came about. That's interesting. That, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a good song for sure. It's a, and I imagine like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I do find that too neat. That like, this has been with you for a while, and you know, I'm just now really kind of now it resonated with me today. Like, it, it found me, and like, I feel like sometimes like certain songs just find you at the right times and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, there's certain, there's like people like go on about a great record and you listen and you're like, I just, I don't get it. And then you like, you visit 10 later, 10 years later and you're, you know, all of a sudden like, Oh, this is now this record speaks to me. Like this is, I've lived enough life or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And I've now I can connect to what they're talking about. And so I feel like there's a lot of that. Like it's, it's just fun when, uh, when that song, speaks to you that way yeah so uh but yeah man that's a that's a powerful story uh, heavy that 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 guy's gotta you know live with that or you know that it stinks that he put in that situation yeah. losing his kid like that to what well, to you know a mistake or whatever happened there um like i said i guess he didn't tell you that part of the rest of the that was the last I ever saw. Yeah, right. That was the whole exchange. Yeah, walked out the door. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be interesting, like if you did, you know, see him again later, and like, hey, here's a song I, I wrote or something, and I'd be able to share it with him. But I don't know that, you know, it'd be interesting. Like, hey, you inspired this or something. I don't know that you would want to hear it, but maybe, well, no, yeah. The only time I think that's happened is uh, you talked about three DUIs. And when I play that song, I, I intro it with a story. And the story is how, when I got married, I moved to Hamill. And there was only one bar in Hamill at the time. Well, I, that's not true. One bar close to where I lived in Hamill. And uh, so being a songwriter, air quotes, like I, I was drinking way too much all the time. And I thought, well, I need to go see what I'm working with with this bar and see if, it's a hangout or not, you know? And so I went in there on an afternoon and I met guys with names like Bearcat and Airplane. And I, <laughs> and I thought, well, this is going to work out great. <laughs> and then, uh, the, but the guy next to me had this sweet silver mullet. It was like a Mississippi mud flap, but it was really gray, almost white. And he was wearing a rat round and round world tour t-shirt. Hell yeah. And he was talking to the guy next to him. And I was totally eavesdropping in on his conversation and he was cracking me up. He was like the funniest guy. He should have been a comedian and he was just telling his life story. And most of it was about how his old lady was going to kick him out because he wouldn't grow up. 
And when I left, I, I, I held my laughter in because, again, I, I just met Bearcat and Airplane. I didn't know. I didn't want to start. Like, I didn't want to, like, laugh at the guy not knowing anybody in this bar. So I waited till I got out in the parking lot, and I just lost it. The guy's story was so funny and the way he delivered it. And so I drove home, and I wrote 3 DUIs immediately about what I think his life might be like. Right. Fire in her eyes 
made our sweet home racing away. She'd had enough after three DUIs. She'd had enough after three DUIs. And so it's just a humorous take on that character. Yeah. And then years later, I'm playing at Stagger in Edwardsville, and I tell that story exactly like I just told you, which I've said told this story a million times now because it, it goes along with the song. And actually, most people don't want to hear the song without the story anymore. And as I'm telling it, and I get to the part where I say Bearcat and Airplane, this yeah. woman's shrieking voice from the back yells out, Bearcat, that's my cousin, <laughs> like as loud as you could possibly imagine. And I was like, holy crap, like maybe I shouldn't be telling this story because it comes back to Bearcat. He may right. not want to be talked about in this thing and how small, you know, the audience really is whenever you get out there. All right. So, yeah. So you got to be careful if you're going to talk about people in stories or songs because they may actually be there All one right. night. Well, shout out to Bearcat. Yeah, to Bearcat. Yeah, hope you guys are doing great, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, yeah, I do. I do feel like there's like those guys that are like you just like you just keep talking, man. I'm I'm writing all you know these, these mm. b- people just like speaking hooks and songs and stuff sometimes, and yeah. you're just like, um, but yeah, they're, they're, man, most of them are completely full of shit, but they're they're <laughs> highly entertaining like that, and like and uh, so that's uh, I'm glad that this song came out of out of that situation. So yeah. Uh, yeah that uh so anyway yeah great those uh uh full-grown child and uh clean your needle right yeah those are the first two was those are up there. first one was clean your needle with the flat wheel band and full-grown child i recorded with matt meyer uh at his house and had a bunch of great folks come and play on that one so so yeah you can um check those out online and uh maybe uh give those a spin and Add those to your favorite playlist and stuff. And but, bottles. And bottles, yeah, of course, bottles yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, which, uh, you know, fantastic record. Uh, I love that uh, in that record, you get uh, a real wide spectrum of sounds. You know, you get all, you're getting a lot of different flavors coming through. Um, do you uh, do you expect to do something similar uh, as far as going forward with this new live record? Is it going to have a... A similar take, or are you going to be, is it going to be more of a folk? Uh, totally stripped down. Yeah. Like, I was incredibly lucky uh, to work with Miles and with Zeb at that time because they're two of the best, and they work with the best. And it just was a it, – it seemed like there was just this uh, sharing community thing between St. Louis and Edwardsville's SIUE staff and the students. And, and I had, had been around long enough doing what I was doing to, to have their respect and their respect gave, opened the door for me to invite all these other folks in that I was three or four degrees of separation from. And so I was really lucky to, to work with those guys and that allowed me to work with everyone else that's on that record, which is a huge cast. And so it was just amazing. Like I, I'm, 
was so grateful and and happy when I listened back to that record again. It's like just the fact that I, I got to work with uh, so many fantastic musicians from all across the the board. From uh, you know, there was Emily Wallace. That was the first time I met her. Yeah, like she came and uh, Zeb asked if she would come sing a, a duet with me, and uh, Janice Esh from down in. Uh, Carbondale from the first time I had met her through Nathan Graham and and Tobias Merriman and uh, a little jam session around a table, kitchen table. I was just in love with her voice and I was like, I want to work with her. And she came up uh, with uh, Jenny from Jenny and the Howdy Boys and they both laid down tracks and and then you had Adam and, and the guys from Funky Butt doing yeah. the horns, which are right. just killer. On that, and uh, those tracks are so much fun, and and it was great. Pops on piano. I mean, it was incredible. Like the Pete, one of my favorite people on the planet, Somerville on guitar. Uh, I could go on and on. I mean, it's yeah. just a really long list, and I would be dropping a lot of names, which I already am. But <laughs> that's I. I don't mind. I enjoy right. that. These are these are people I respect and love, and and you know, you should go check every one of them out. They all have these great projects, and and talents and and i hope you go listen to what they're doing mm -hmm. you know that's to me that's the whole point of this is get it out there and, and let people know like who you're listening to and who you're amazed by and Definitely. hopefully they'll go look and listen too i listened to this podcast uh the 500 with josh adam myers uh he's going he's a comedian going through rolling stones 500 greatest albums of all time and and talking about you know um most of them with other comedians, but sometimes various musicians or pe other entertainers and stuff. And but uh, one of them, uh, re he recently did a Muddy Waters record, uh, folk singer, and he was talking about like he went ran through the liner notes talking about it, and he was saying like uh, mentioned how like Buddy Guy was credited playing guitar on that record, and and like. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that, but I was just like, again, it's cool to hear how connected they all were at the time, and 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 same thing on your record. Like you realize, like how many, you know, of our favorite friends around town are various people, and you know, it's, it's kind of lost on on streaming services now that you realize how many, you know, yeah, without the album insert, right, yeah, yeah, that list in there that you could thumb through back yeah. then. That was had the phone to put on the headphones and just stare at the album and like try to soak in it all yeah. whatever information they could they got on there the artwork mm -hmm. and the photographs and the liner notes and the thank yous and the who played yeah it's kind of a lost thing yeah yeah but uh, I just it's like that's that kind of thing I like that knowing all that kind of stuff I just nerd out on music like that so yeah. Um, well, we uh, we had a couple of questions, uh, some some um, submitted uh, questions for you, and we did answer uh, Anthony. I think we addressed that one. Um, he uh, Nick Gusman, uh, one of my favorite songwriters around town, writes in. Uh, what Same. Is, yeah, he's a super talented guy and great band. Um, what is the first song you ever learned, and do you still play it? The first song I ever s was able to sing and play at the same time, and this is so bad, it was uh, Rape Me by Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. And it was just because I it was the only pattern I could play and keep up 
while I sang. And I'll never forget, like, I was so excited that I had learned how to sing and play at the same time that I went down to show my mother. <laughs> and when I played it for her, she was like, you sure you don't want to take piano lessons? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm good. And then I went back to my bedroom and kept practicing. So he asked if I still play it. The only time I play it is if I'm telling that story. So if I'm in a froggy mood and I feel like telling the story of the first song I ever learned how to play and yeah. how ridiculous a choice it was, then I will tell the story and, and play that song. And then that's it. That's that. Were you were you pretty big into rock at the time then? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I grew up like uh, – trying to be hard yeah like i wanted to be tough i was i hated country music <laughs> because it wasn't cool and right. uh i loved uh, metal and like alternative and all that and yeah it was a, i was living a lie i was living a you know because behind the scenes i was listening to like folk music and loving it and uh but you know you try to maintain an image of what you want to be as a kid and then uh as you get older you just give up the attempts to fool people and become yourself. And then that is when you realize that's the toughest thing to do. That's yeah. the hardest version of yourself is to stand up there and say, no, I'm a fan of Peter, Paul and Mary. My favorite song is how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> like nothing's tougher than that. Like just taking the abuse from yeah. people for that and, and keeping your head held high is way more punk. Right. So yeah, uh, I tried to be tough and, and, and keep my street cred. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there could be an argument the, to, you know, that there's really not a, a ton of difference uh, in, like, Woody Guthrie, you know, like, sound-wise, yeah, oh, yeah. But he's, like, one of the first, like, punks, you Punk, know. absolutely. Yeah. You know, these – and the same reason, like, people, um, you know, talk about, um, you know, like, even falling in love – with hip hop music and stuff and like these different things you've you can follow the lineage and like you realize like they're they're all connected they're all, all music's connected in yeah. a sense like it's just how people take their own twist on it and stuff and for i forget who said it but it, uh somebody at some point i remember this has always stuck with me is they said all music's folk music right oh yeah Right. And that just that sums it up for me cuz you can follow it back the yeah. branches all lead to the same right roots and and I and I do love that music. I love alternative and metal and and the heavy stuff. And uh, for all the same reasons, I yeah. like the quiet, folky singer songwriter stuff. Yeah, you know, it's whatever connects with you. I'm a, I'm a I'm not one thing all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I like a lot of variety myself. I think so. Yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, it's just funny when you when you when you do come to that realization. Like it doesn't have to always be loud and cranked up you know i like, think that's what i was getting at when, yeah. I was, when i was a kid i was really trying to portray something yeah i was trying to wear the hat of somebody all the time in public you know so yeah interesting yeah uh well now you're probably gonna get a bunch of requests for it i imagine uh, after when people hear this like to be like no oh. <laughs> well i may respectfully decline yeah um <laughs> Let's, uh, so, uh, Al writes in, does he have plans on reuniting with status quo? Oh, AJ. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. did I say. What did I say? Al? 
Yeah, um, that's okay. Sorry, I mis- I, I I've mispronounced at least five names during this. <laughs> I have a name phobia, uh, and so when I go yeah. to try to talk like and seem seamlessly discuss my friends, I screw it up because I get nervous that I'm going to mess it up, and then I that's <laughs> hey, you know, I just self fulfilling prophecy. All right, same same man. So status quo is the name of like I I want to say the first band I was in in high school. It had a couple names because we didn't like any of the names, and obviously Status Quo was one of the names that wasn't likable. And I remember picking it because I didn't think we were very good, and so I didn't want people to get their hopes up and give a like have a killer name and then not be great, you know. And so I was like, I think Status Quo is as, as high up the ladder of, of advertising as I'm willing to go with this project. All right. And it turns out that we were not the only band with that name. I think there was like a band from the '60s or '70s in like that had that same exact name obviously there was no copyright worries for since we were just playing like the senior citizen center and uh the kc hall yeah. like twice a year maybe at the tops like basement every once in all a right. while not a lot of royalties coming in no there was no in fact it was all just cover songs <laughs> of right. like sponge and nirvana and like uh cracker yeah and, like what other songs do we do? It was fun, and you know, and I was a. What was great about being a lead singer during grunge was that you didn't need to know the lyrics because <laughs> nobody knew them, and you could just had to make the vocal, especially if it was like Pearl Jam. Just oh, get, yeah. just get close. Yeah, and so I didn't have to do a whole lot of work. There was not a lot of memorization. There was just kind of vocalization. Yeah. And that was, so it was fun. So no, no reunion plans, AJ. It's not <laughs> yeah. happening. The other name for that band, once we went acoustic, because MTV's Unplugged kicked off. Oh, yeah. And it was such, and of course, I was I was a closet acoustic fan anyway. So whenever Unplugged made it cool and it was on MTV, I was like, I'm jumping ship. No more electric. I want to go acoustic. So we changed the name of the band from status quo to the five-man uh wooden box band or something terrible it was absolutely <laughs> awful yeah and uh again played a, a granite palooza which was the the shows we would put on at the casey hall or the senior citizens Center. nice yeah granite palooza <laughs> very everything was not original no, nothing we did was original at the yeah. time but we were all learning and it was a lot of fun yeah well uh it's all gotta start somewhere and somebody <laughs> gave you those opportunities so yeah um, I'm glad to hear it, uh, worked out eventually, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, uh, first band names are always funny to me. And then also as you're like describing that, uh, made me think of, um, Wayne's world when he's like going to the club and he's like, uh, we got, uh, some crucial tonic and the shitty Beatles. And he's like, the shitty Beatles, what are they, you know, he's like, they any good? They suck. And like, you know, just like, <laughs> so it's not just a clever name. It's the truth. Yeah. That's where I was at with our name. Right. <laughs> just truth in advertising right there. Yeah. I so. didn't, I couldn't lie to anyone. All right. And then, uh, well, no, that's fun. And, uh, so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, we have one other one that, uh, was asking which, uh, you mentioning, uh, Growing up in Granite, and uh, uh, Bill writes, does he plan on playing any shows at the new venue in Granite, uh, which uh, I'm, I was unaware. Is there there's a new spot opening up over there? Yeah. They're, they, uh, it's an old church right across the street from uh, the library down in the old downtown, just a couple blocks away from the first house I grew up in on State Street. And uh, it's called The Mill, M-I-L-L. And uh, my older brother has had a part in – um, helping the city decide what to do with this 
the building. Of course, he was a I built we he built Gaslight Studios, yeah. and so he has uh, the experience in production, engineering, and construction. And so uh, it's neat. It's a neat place. It's it's an old church, and so the acoustics are great. The Aesthetics are cool. The stained glass windows are staying like they're pretty neat. And then there's going to be a bar slash, I believe, small kitchen. I'm not sure on that. And they're looking, I think, and I don't know the numbers on uh, uh, crowd volume or whatever, but I would say probably 250, 300, roughly. That's a guess. I could be wrong. Please don't quote (sighs) me on that one. I don't know the fire code uh, at this time. And they're building it out as we speak, like – and uh, so I think the city of Granite is looking for um, uh, acts entertainment to be able to take advantage of this new space. And it has top of the line. It's going to have top of the line video audio capability too. So yeah. uh, I know I've spoken a little bit with my brother about possibly bringing down songwriters in the rounds um and uh some shows along the lines of what i'm working on now and so that is definitely in the may happen box yeah and it's a neat like i said i'm looking forward to seeing it open and and bringing some live music back to the old downtown in granite city yeah yeah that all sounds great man yeah sounds right in my alley uh well shout out to jb um big Big supporter of the show for a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm, uh, he's been a good friend of mine. Um, but I'm excited that he's you know, a new project in the works. So that's I didn't know he was doing that, so that's cool. I think he's a adv- like a advising All right role okay on this. it's the i'm pretty sure the city of granite owns the building yeah and is doing all of the the build out and construction nice it's and from what i've seen and i've seen you know they were putting up drywall last time i was there so uh you have to use a little imagination for but it looks like it's going to be very nice like a really cool venue yeah right on yeah well cool we'll keep an eye out for that uh i guess uh yeah sounds like pretty soon uh, hopefully yeah 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 Right on, yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have a Dana show there soon. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, getting uh, get plugged in with uh, with Dana, and you got your official Facebook page. Is is that yeah the best way to get a hold of you? Or yeah, the the Dana Anderson one is the one I do the most. But Dana Michael Anderson is on there as well. Um, I still have the YouTube channel and the Spotify, iTunes, Apple. If you do the full name Dana Michael Anderson, you'll find my stuff. Yeah. And. Uh, bunch of records and then hopefully within i don't know when but within the next year hopefully there'll be a new live record to add to that for you guys to check out and i know i'm going to be playing at some of these festivals um moccasin creek and i know i'm lined up for i i think i'm teaching songwriting classes at that one as well as uh it was discussed nothing's on the you know it's a calendar is being filled up as we speak kind of thing but it's been discussion about a songwriting class at the summer sundown festival and i will definitely be one of the faculty at the little grassy songwriters retreat coming up in march down in maconda yeah and i think i've been softly invited to back to the montrose music festival to be a performer and i'll be playing at the folk alliance um conference here in a week i'll also be at the village wine 
I don't know when the podcast comes out, but this Saturday. Um, so I'll be playing a show. And unfortunately, I cannot remember who I'm playing with. I know someone's been added to the bill from out of state. He's a good songwriter. I listened to some of his stuff. But I, again, terrible with names. <laughs> All right. And that's this Saturday afternoon starting at 2 o'clock at Village Wine in Effingham. Cool, man. Well, thank you, Dana, for spending some time with me, man. It's been really great. Always good catching up, and I'm and I was glad to get your message. and And it means a lot to have someone tell you how a song is connected with them. Like it's it's fantastic to have somebody say like I love your work or your songs or I enjoy it, but to have someone tell you how a song personally connects with them is like the ultimate compliment to me. Like it's it's so it means a lot. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I think it's cool to have this connection that, you know, that I do have a line directly to one of my favorite songwriters and having where we can sit down and have a conversation or I can text you or whatever, you know, it's just like, it is pretty, uh, fun that we have that, you know, not a lot of people are, are, you know, have that option to, mm-hmm. to get a hold of their, to do that to, sometimes to tell them what they, what songs mean to them. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, it's a unique thing to have it have on my end too to be able to do that. So, so thanks for uh, providing the songs and then and then uh, listening to my my stories. I'm glad I could we could uh, benefit each other there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, I uh, say we do this again soon, and let's now make it five years next time. Let's hopefully we can uh, well we'll have that new record to talk about here real soon. So, I like it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dana. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone.